we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Trade Negotiations. This this episode is going to revolve around a book that was kind of sporadic, I'm not going to lie. I had other things planned for my next Trade Negotiation episodes, but uh, the universe aligned, and I'll be damned if, uh, <laughs> if the, an opportunity didn't arise. So... Uh, spoilers, I'm going to have Ryan Brown on the podcast here real soon, and I thought, you know what, let me see what made him famous. So I went through and I found curse words. Curse words. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, initially, you know, I'm not a magic reader. Not a big fan of magic type of situations, for the most part. Not every time. Uh, this book proves (laughs) it isn't every time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, fucking A, curse words. Charles Soule's the writer, Ryan Brown is the artist. Now, I already had faith going into this that the the story was going to be good because Charles Soule's writing it, but damn, (laughs) Ryan Brown, holy shit, this guy is a beast of an artist. So, uh, before I go through and I I give an in-depth run-on in this book, I want to talk about my sponsors. You got to support those, support this podcast, and I'm talking Hooked on Comics, brought to me to bring to you by NSCLiveTV.com. When it comes to auction action, they know, they know what they're doing, man. These guys know what the hell they're doing when it comes to auctions, and there's a lot of shops that have had to resort to that, but one shop that's been way ahead of the game is Hooked on Comics. Now, join them on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for a wall of slabs and, uh, of course, comic book auctions. It's hard to get comics right now for a lot of people, so go to the internet and go to nsclivetv.com. Uh, they're, they're, they're right at the top. They're right at the top. Then you can also go to the, 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 their Facebook page and then the Cheers to Comics Facebook page page and that's where you're going to find the live feeds happening and i'll tell you what man you're going to enjoy it you are going to enjoy the show and it's a show too that's the fun thing it's like you guys put on a show with the goofy hats and the whatnot it's always entertaining watching john and mary so tune in thursdays or yeah thursdays and saturdays thursdays at six saturdays at seven all on the east coast time eastern standard time so there you go hooked on comics now Let's uh let's talk volume one of curse words. This volume, the devil's devil, <laughs> and they totally uh just in the first chapter right off the bat they maybe it's the second chapter, but they totally <laughs> they 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 name drop, they name drop. You know in movies when they have to make sure they say the title of the movie, like you know it's 
they gotta name drop the title of the movie. Well, they totally do that in the book too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's let's just talk about chapter one. It starts out we got ourselves a meeting, a meeting with this pompadoured feller, very clean cut, other than the fact that he's got this big old gray beard. And this is our main character, Wizard. And next to him sits a cute little talking koala named Margaret. Now, this meeting is between a uh, recording artist, musical artist, by the name of Johnny One. And he seems to be kind of prickish. Real egotistical, uh, prima donna, you know, fucking... You're, you're, uh, I'm a musician? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's asking Johnny, or not Johnny, Wizard. Johnny's asking Wizard, hey man, I want to go platinum. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've sold millions, I mean, but I mean, I want to go like platinum for real, like physically platinum. Uh, I don't want to be touched, like physically, by any of these other rappers in the game. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because he's talking. It's this white dude that has this real, um, uh, white dude not acting white type of vibe to him. Shout out to Charles Soule. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, it's, it's, and then boom, uh, fucking, w wizard makes him platinum, like, literally platinum, and he's like, oh, shit, dog, I'm beautiful, and then he realizes, oh, shit, dog, I can't feel anything, and the wizard's like, what the fuck did you expect, like, uh, I, I made you breathing, talking, seeing, uh, Metal Man. You expect to be able to feel... See, this spell was hard as shit, dude. <laughs> and explosion. And now the explosion, it's not from Johnny. He's not, ah, I'm fucking kamikaze. No, it's not what's happening at all. Yeah, we, we get a, we get invaded by a feller named Cornwall. Cornwall arrives and Wizard recognizes him immediately um, on account of, well, they're probably from the, the same, uh, the same area, the same world. You know, because Wizard obviously doesn't belong here. Um, I'm trying to figure out what fucking world they're from. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so we, we get this face-off between the two, and then flashback. Flashback to day one when Wizard arrives on Earth, and he's sent by this this uh, entity named Sizaji. This is always going to be a hard thing for me to say. Sizaji, Sizaji. There we go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, well, in, w a wizard back in his land, or wizard, whatever the fuck. I'm just gonna call him Wiz. Wiz back in his land. He was just. He was a badass. Uh, he was kind of like a silver surfer type of thing, is how I gather it. He, you know, he, he, something needed fucked up on behalf of Sizaji. Wizard, Wizard, Wiz was his guy. Well, now, uh, his Wiz has been sent to Earth, and he's got to put together and concoct this spell and destroy this planet, because apparently Sazaji realizes that, you know, Earth can't be, you know, for, for whatever reason, uh, the, those, those, uh, the, the motives haven't exactly come out yet at this point in time, but, uh, yeah, so, mm, and fucking Wiz is there, but he seems to be just kind of enjoying things, like, right off the bat, you know, he's a... Um, a naked, bearded magic man in Central Park, and then a couple of um, jockey cops roll up. Mm. 
Mm, fucking, uh, well, wizard freezes them. Um, literally. So, <laughs> yeah, he's on his way, and, you know, but he can't understand anything. That's the thing. It's like, you know, he's, he's not... He's not intending to be bad at this point. He's just like, whoa, what's going on? Whoa, what are those things? And I can't understand a thing you're saying. So he just freezes them. Uh, I think it's ironic because cops say freeze. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he fucking carries on. And then eventually, you know, he realizes that uh, it's not so bad here. It's not so bad. He gets himself a little hairy cut. And, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he stays, he stays, he says, fuck Sinjazi, and yeah. This brings us back to our current point of the face down between Wiz and Cornwall, and yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a battle, it's definitely a battle, he doesn't one-punch man him, um, you know, and Cornwall takes him into a, 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 well, in the midst of a fucking baseball game, it's being broadcasted live, and yeah, um, well, the, the the problem with this is that Wizard, I mean, he, he kills Cornwall in a very gruesome way. He kills him, but he does it in front of everybody. And at first, you know, while they're going through the montage, they go, you know, uh, leading up until the point of um, uh, him arriving and him kicking back and granting people fucking essentially wishes and shit less than two months later... You know, you you see his rise and the popularity of uh, um, old Margaret and shit, and you can see the hashtag "Where's Margaret?" all over the place. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, so uh, he he's he's got a name. You know, people see the oh shit, he does magic and all this shit, and you know, he unfreezes the horses again at some point in time, and he makes himself look like a hero. And you know, that's when people r- realize, hey, this motherfucker's magic. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is where his reputation comes in, but immediately, I mean, not immediately, but not long after he's got this great reputation, being a magic man, uh, it's kind of sullied when he gruesomely kills a motherfucker right in front of, uh, really the world, millions, uh, because it's being televised, and, uh, we'll, we'll get more into how that's solved in a bit, and then we flash back to now, and that brings us to the meeting of Sazaji and uh yeah we're gonna see Sazaji in his shitty lair and he sees that his uh cornwall failure mm, not so good not so good so now it's time to send his next warrior his next warrior is Botchko now Botchko you see Botchko and he's this big giant brutish warrior he's just barbarian motherfucker and uh then you realize he got he got little baby horse legs <laughs> Fucking Charles Soul, man. Fucking Charles Soul. And Ryan Brown drawing him. So, yes, he's this Minotaur. But, uh, or not Minotaur, Centaur. Centaur. But he got little baby horse legs. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. They're strong baby horse legs. I mean, they're, they're muscly and they're veiny. But they're dainty at the same time. <laughs> It's fucking beautiful. So Botchko is ready to go. Send me in, boss. Boss is on G. Let's fucking kill some motherfuckers. And uh, Ruby Stitch steps up. Now, Ruby Stitch, she's this, uh, uh, apparently another warrior of Sazaji, and she says, no, 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 I insist. Send me instead. And that's that's essentially where this, lays, you know, leaves off in this first chapter. Um, 
uh, fucking obviously Ruby's got a little bit of a, a bone to pick with uh, Wiz, maybe? I don't know, he definitely has some history. She says, nah, I want to be the motherfucker to kill him. Uh, I'm thinking they're going to need more than one anyway, so, uh, yeah. As far as first issues go and introductions to a series, this was amazing. It was top of the notch. Top of the notches. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'd be, I'd be all about it, man. If I would, if I would have just picked up issue one of this, I would I would, I would still be reading the singles, and I can consider this added to my pull list now, and I'm gonna keep going and trade, and I wasn't sure if I was just gonna read volume one, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm, as of right now, there's five volumes printed in trade, um, I'm, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm all about this series, just after the first chapter, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's fucking funny, it's got all the action, uh, story-wise, it's an interesting and new and fresh, um, it's got great characters, uh, visually, it's spectacular, there's not a single panel that lets down, uh, Ryan Brown is a real fucking genius as far as art goes, uh, this is, this is incredible, this is incredible, um, yeah, I guess, uh, I'm, let's, uh, let's talk about fucking issue number two, it really gets into it here. So here in chapter two, we really get into the whole, um, a lot of people just say you kill that motherfucker situation. Well, Wiz has a solution. And the solution... <laughs> um, starts with shrinking down all of those people that witnessed him do that thing into a tiny little Ziploc bag. And, uh... uh yeah, we'll, we'll go from there in a second. <laughs> but first, we're going to go back to the whole world. The whole world where Sazaji resides, along with Bachko and Ruby, Ruby Stitch. Now, uh, at this point, you know, it's, uh, it's revealed what Ruby Stitch's prior relationship with Wiz is, and it seemed to have been romantic. Uh, yeah, and she thinks, you know, you still got some feelings for me, and I got the upper hand on old baby legs here. Uh, Bachko ain't gonna be able to do shit, so... Um, fucking, uh, um, 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 I think he's gonna hold back. I think he's gonna hold back. Bosco goes, Wiz doesn't hold back. You, this is, this is Wizard. He's gonna fucking, he's gonna fuck you up. You better hope and pray that your, your plan works. Um, now, keep in mind that going back to chapter one, there is a moment where you see a lady laying on a beach towel with Wiz in the park. And it's not really determined who that is until you see at the end. Ah, oh, that's who that is. And it all kind of starts making sense. It didn't click on me till the sept second chapter that that's who the lady on the beach towel was, was old Ruby. Um, so, you know, Ruby, she's you know, fucking, maybe she's betraying Suzaji at the same time and wants to go be with Wiz, or maybe she's trying to really, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the deal is, but, um, no, that's, that's what's happening there, down in the whole world. They still haven't exactly been sent at this point. They're still bickering, and, yeah. Um, no. Now we really start developing the the world and the magic and all of that shit at this point. And that's when we see Wizard meeting with a Mr. Barahatula Kalasaria. Bam! Bam! Nailed it. Balahalusa Kalasaria. 
That's how it's said. Uh, or at least spelled. Needs, uh, so yeah, well, the, the wizard, he needs this uh, great star of Columbo, as this motherfucker is wearing around his neck, and you see it's this big old blue gem. A sapphire of sorts. Turns out, it's the world's biggest sapphire. And this Mr. B, as I'm gonna call him from here on out, um, uh, he, uh, He's, he's, I guess he's willing to make a trade. Now, the thing is, is Wiz being all powerful and everything, he could show up, even though this guy's got guards and an army surrounding him and everything. He's in military garb, so you, you know, probably not the nicest guy. Um, considering, you know, the, just the way, the circumstances. Not because he's in the military, but because he seems like he's uh, one of them. Uh, maybe uh, dictator warlord type of motherfuckers. So yeah, uh, he's got his little gem. And he says, "All right, well, fucking uh, whiz." He can't just take it from him because otherwise, the thing that he needs it for won't work, and the gem has to be given up freely, or bartered for. And so the situation is: is Mr. B says, "You know what? Grant me a wish, wizard, and you can have your little fancy gem." Uh, he says, I'm old, uh, I'm, I'm gonna die soon, and I want to keep my shittiness and my legacy of torment and torture and dictatorship going, so make me 20 again. Well, Margaret the koala says, I don't think that's such a great idea. This guy is a terrible dictator, and he's killed thousands by hand, his hand alone. Who knows uh, it's probably in the millions as far as his reach goes, as far as murders and deaths and all of that shit. Um, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, Wiz, <laughs> in all of his glory, <laughs> you know how they say don't make a deal with the devil, you know, and let's say, uh, alright, for instance, um, I, I want to be uh, taller, you know, you get a genie who says, I want to be taller, well, what if the genie made you, like, 11 feet tall, that's too tall, right, so, uh, <laughs> got what you wished for, though, Mr. B says, I want to be 20, uh, well, Wiz makes 20 of him, he doesn't make him 20 years old, he makes his old ass times 20, now, Margaret says, <laughs> What if he just made the problem 20 times worse? Yeah, sure, he's, he doesn't have a long life, but it's 20 of these evil brains all working together. Well, Wiz, once again, in all of his wisdom, haha, he says, eh, not these guys, these guys aren't going to last five minutes together. Watch, we'll be lucky if there's one of them left in 20 minutes. And in the background, you just see all of these egotistical dictators and warlords that are all the same person, but all pieces of shit fighting over <laughs> power. And you just see them killing themselves in the background. So, uh, Wiz, he's got his, uh, he's got his little, he's got his little stone. Now, the thing is, this is what I'm saying, the, 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 the sapphires are so uh, world-building. Apparently, in this universe, stones are a big deal. Uh, we do get more of a flashback of the relationship between... Uh, the prior relationship between Ruby and Wiz, and how there was some fuckery going on. There was well, a, a, a giant Ruby involved somehow. 
Um, I don't know, it was a very quick, brief flashback, but you still, it, it, it's going to lead into something, obviously. Um, so, gems are apparently a huge part of the, uh, the, the, the power sources, and the magic abilities, and capabilities, and all of that shit of these, these, well, wizards. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, man, um... So from there, the, the, the situation is, the whole point he needed this is because he needed a really, really, really powerful spell to be made. And it's not to take out the fucking earth like Sazanji, or, yeah, Sazanji wants. Um, he, uh, he's actually, he's got plans for all, remember all the millions of people that are shrunk down into a Ziploc bag and shit? Well, with the power of magic, he creates a whole happy world, land, universe, well, uh, a magic land for all of these people. So they step out of the baseball diamonds and what have you, or where, you know, whatever the thing is, because he's got the field shrunk down too. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he sends them off into, you know, fucking, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just this magical wonderland, I guess. Um, and everybody's happy, and the sun's smiling, and yeah, apparently that's the uh, everybody uh, that, that that solution worked. Um, I don't, I don't. It's magic, so I don't know how. <laughs> I really don't know how that works for anybody that was related to those millions of people. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I'm sure it'll all be described here soon. Um, uh, sorry, I fucking glitched in my brain there for a second. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, well, uh, strong chapter two, man. Strong chapter two. World building, uh, character driven. Um, uh, how did layer of comedy again, man? Mr. Barahatha Kulasaria. I said it wrong this time. I said the word, the, the, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't say it as cool that time. Uh, Mr. B. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, that, that was cool, that whole situation. He fucking, 20 of himself killed, I, I don't know. I, I, this To me, that whole situation proved that Wiz is, uh, he, he's he's capable, man. He's all-powerful. He is godlike. He, he really is. Um, now, the thing is, at the end of all of this, it's, yes, it's, it's happy... It's happy. Um, but at the very end of chapter two, you see, you see uh, Suzanji doing, or Suzaji, I, I can't fucking say it right. Uh, he's doing his little creepy thing, silent, and pulling things, and weird, gushy, gooey things are happening. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't understand magic. But. Uh, what does happen is right after that great thing that Wiz does for all of those people, he loses his magic and his beard, and he's clean-shaven at the end. Apparently, his beard is the source of his magic. Uh, even when he's going to get his haircut in the first chapter, he's like, ah, don't touch the beard, bitch. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, whew. I fucking love this goddamn book so much. So, uh, second chapter, super strong. Let's get on with chapter three. Here we're starting out with a bit of a flashback slash uh, current events, uh, really just covering a whole lot of what the fuck is going on with Ruby. Uh, as far as the flashback goes, we get more of a reference as to Wiz giving Ruby this ruby. It's going to be kind of confusing because Ruby has a ruby and it's really important. 
And then also during all of this, the way it's drawn out, Ruby's actually powering up right now in real time, and you see her creating this crazy badass uh, Ruby sharded sword. It's fucking incredible. Uh, yeah, but meanwhile, Sazaji, uh, I still can't say that word, his name, uh, he decides to, you know, he tells Ruby, look, I'm not going to send you to kill Wiz quite yet. The thing is, is I just cast this super fucking awesome badass spell, but it kind of weakened me. And that spell he's referring to is taking away Wiz's magical powers. And uh, she says, well, shit. Uh, what's the deal? What, what, what do you want me to do then? He says, I got a thing for you. Now the tigers. Now the tigers, they show, they draw out this map. And if you look at the map, there's all these different realms within the whole world, which is the, yeah, the world that Sazaji rules over. <coughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, he says, the tigers are encroaching on my shit. And currently, they're in the area that Cornwall used to be, and, you know, live in and reside. So maybe uh, you can go avenge him in some way by, you know, making sure that the tigers don't take over his shit. And she's like, well, why don't you send fucking someone else instead? And I should be conserving my power, and blah de blah de blah She's like, nah, just, just go, you got this. So, yeah, and then, so she sends off there, and, uh, yeah, then we, then we go back to, to Wiz and Margaret. And Wiz, at this point, he's, he's, he's face-balled. He ain't got no awesome, crazy god beard anymore, except for you, his uh, stupid fucking costume store beard that he's rocking now. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's full of fucking comedy, man. It's full of comedy. Uh, so yeah, they're at the bar, and he's getting a whole self-pity thing, and he's saying, no, now the world's gonna come to an end, you fuckers, drink up, enjoy it now, without me having powers, y'all are fucked, any minute could be your last minute, and, yeah, uh, really mean that right now, and then it also alludes to him kind of missing Ruby a little bit, hint, hint at something down the road, I would imagine, speaking of which, then they go back to Ruby. Now, at this point, it shows her at the actual uh, House of Drastic Love, where Cornwall used to reside. And then you see that his people are like Cupids. That's what his beings are. And these Cupid people are being attacked by these tiger people. And really, they're, they're people with tiger tattoos, but they call themselves the Tigers. So yeah, they're fucking shit up, and the tigers say, "Hey, look, we could take out these these motherfuckers, and we could take out one of Sazaji's generals at the same time by taking out Ruby. Let's fucking do this." But Ruby turns out she's capable like a motherfucker. We'll get to that in a second. First, we got to go back to Margaret and uh, Wiz before they're you know the the world comes to and <laughs> he's having his whole pity party and all that shit. You see Margaret, she's flipping through a newspaper because those still exist. And uh, she's like, okay, got it, and we, we gotta go. And she takes Wiz out of the bar. She takes him to see the Titanic, because apparently there's always a showing of Titanic going on, because comics. <laughs> I fucking love it. Uh, and obviously, uh, spoiler, there's a, uh, a blue uh, gem of some sort, a sapphire, if you will. Uh, what do they call it? The, the Heart of the Ocean or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they call it. I don't remember. It's only one, yeah, one of my favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> you thought I was going to say The Ship Sings, huh? Uh, so just by seeing the movie, his staff starts glowing again. And then he, he realizes, oh shit, there's still magic in this world. Gets a bit of a confident booster and yeah, we're going to fucking, we've got this. Do, 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 do. He even takes off his little fake beard and he sees that he's got some scruff growing underneath. Some real life magical scruff. 
And boom, so then he's trolling home. This is going to be great. Margaret, you're the shit. And we're going to actually, we're going to defeat this motherfucker. And he goes into his house and he sees he got some policies waiting. Some coppers. A little detective action. What are they doing there? I don't know. Leaves on a cliffhanger there, but that's not how the whole book ends. We go back to Ruby. And we see her capabilities and powers because with one major swipe of her badass sword, she lays down a Dragon Ball Z-sized divot in the planet (laughs) and just wipes out a whole heap of the tiger army. So, once again, showing her incredible capabilities in Chapter 3. Uh, you know, the, 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 I will admit that in the first part of this, this chapter, the whole going back and forth montage flashback uh, powering up thing did get a little bit confusing for me, and the whole flashback thing at this point through three chapters is still a little bit confusing, but they're just alluding it to things. Have faith in Charles' soul. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's a fucking genius, and Ryan Brown, the way he draws this stuff is still fucking incredible. He just knows how to get a giggle out of me, and he knows how to throw fucking action down. Probably one of the best action drawers I've seen in a long time. <laughs> so, uh, fucking, I know it doesn't seem like a lot really happens in Chapter 3, or maybe uh, this segment just went a little bit quicker because I'd done down to Red Bull real quick, like, so <laughs> who knows, but... Ah, fucking incredibly enjoyable. Now let's uh let's see what happens on the back end of this book. Let's check out chapter four. Chapter four opens up with uh well <laughs> uh Sizaji opening up a portal to Earth and Ruby just plopping right on in. But that moment quickly dissipates as we go back to Wizard or the Wiz. And he's confronting those motherfuckers that are just chilling in his living room as he pops in. You know, he's all stoked. He's got himself uh, hopes for some magic and whatnot. But, yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, it looked like the police were there, but it's more than just the police. They're just being, the the, the important people are just being accompanied by the police. Uh, They're sitting in his living room is the mayor of New York City. Uh, a big old FBI agent and a member of Interpol. So we even got the friendship in this motherfucker. Uh, yeah, well, at this point they say, okay, look, um, we know about the fight over the city. You know, we thought you were cool, but we gotta, we gotta talk about this. Where the fuck's that team? You know, baseball's halting and there's owners that are pissed and... Frankly, family's a little worried about where the fuck those people went. So, just like my concerns earlier, uh, yeah, these people are <laughs> going to be missed, I would imagine. Well, this is that confrontation. Now, throughout all this, uh, you know, the Wiz, he's just like, fuck you guys, I got bigger shit to do, you guys have no idea, I'm about to save your lives. Can't talk about that right now. But, uh, yeah, just, just fuck right off, and, you know, everything will be cool. It'll be cool. Don't worry about those, you know, bunches and bunches and bunches of people. They're fucking happy. But I can't tell you that. So, yeah, peace. Well, at this point, Interpol, he's not so happy. He's all pissed off at the mayor. He's like, look, man, we should have been asking this motherfucker questions as soon as he came down on this planet. Um, now he's, uh, uh, fucking, you made him famous and shit. Now look what he's done. Look what he's done. This is fucked, man. This guy's, uh, for all we know, he's killed millions of people. Well, yeah, whatever. It's, uh, fucking, he just, uh, <laughs> Wiz doesn't give a shit. He bounces the fuck out. He's got other shit on his mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do, however, we, we cut to for a moment over to uh, Sazaji again. 
And he's uh, he's explaining to Ruby before the whole portal thing opened up and she's on Earth. He's just kind of tying in the fact that, look, uh, this isn't going to be easy to find him now because I've severed my magical ties with him. I can't see him outside of this planet, outside of this realm. So you are going to actually have to look for him. You got the power, you just got to know where he's at. So go find him, shoo-shoo. And that's, that, you know, we just cut to there for a second. So at this point, where is Wiz? Well, Wiz and Margaret, they're on a plane. And they're traveling around and they're looking for what, you know, you know hot spots for magic, if you will. Because, as it turns out, with Margaret's studies, here on Earth, magic exists based off belief. And that's, you know, why the whole Titanic thing worked. You know, people believed in that. And, hey, magic. Uh, now, we just gotta go to other locations where, air quote, magic has been believed upon, uh, in Earth's culture, and boom, we could just power right on up. So we got a list of places, you know, like Area 51, and, and just random places, uh, places of power, is what they refer to them as, and the first stop is the Gothic Castle in Hollywood. Now, the Gothic Castle is kind of a magician study school, so... Magic. Belief, right? Right off the bat, Wiz comes in and is like, that's a fucking mirror. And then this isn't real magic. And Margaret's trying to explain, look, dude, it's about belief. And yes, there's some back and forth and what have you. And then, you know, we get this magician comes out and uh, he says, look, dude, just fucking explain this one. And he does this crazy thing where he creates this fire phoenix from his hands. And Wiz says, oh... Yeah, no, I can't explain that one. That's neato. And at this point, he's just kind of clapping like a little fucking uh, dumb baby. <laughs> Tell me another one. Tell me another one. And that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, through a series of illusions, at this point, uh, fucking Wiz believes. And then, boom, he's got the power. More power in the staff. And, yes, he's super convinced, and he's all pumped. And then, all right, let's go find the next spot. Let's go find the next badass spot. Uh, so they're on a plane at this point, and this touched upon. Okay, dude, you, you got the power. Why don't you just portal on over and do your little magic-y floaty stuff? Why are we on a plane? He says, first of all, kind of like the plane. Second of all, we got to be conserving this magic. We can't just be using the using the magic to be lazy. Well, right on cue, tsunami. <laughs> tsunami down below. Wizard's got a wizard float. Because, you know, he can't land the plane down there. So he looks down below and he sees a bunch of motherfuckers on a beach getting ready to just, um, how you say, die. And he goes down there and he fucking parts the sea like fucking Moses and shit. And, yeah, everybody's saved. But beyond the, 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 the wave stands none other than that bitch, Ruby. And then, yeah, that's her little, uh... Her little cliffhanger at the end of four. I'm loving this, man. I like how they explain things in here. Charles Soule does such a great job of explaining things. You know, I might read a chapter and go, well, don't know how they're going to fucking work with that one. That's weird. But then the next chapter or a chapter or two later, he's like, oh, yeah, remember that thing that you were concerned about? I'm fixing that right here. It's not necessarily fixing it, but explaining it. Uh, that's that's better. It's better verbiage there because nothing's broken. Um, yeah, I fucking love curse words, man. Still, chapter four. Let's wrap this baby up with chapter five. Chapter five's a fucking doozy, man. Uh, so, Wiz at this point realizes, all right, shit, I don't have the power here. He rushes back to the plane. Margaret, we need to find more power. And he says, where's the closest uh, sweet spot? 
says, all right, we just so happen to be right over one. You're going to love it here. Uh, but what's going on? You look a little perturbed. What the fuck? Well, uh, right on cue, top of the plane rips the fuck open. Giant bird lady, a.k.a. Ruby. I don't Have I mentioned yet that she turns into a fucking goddamn flame bird? Yeah, she does that. So she's in flame bird mode, and she rips the top of the plane off, and this is a problem. Uh, Margaret, she goes a-flying out, and it's kind of bloody in a way. You know, she rips a nail, and then she grabs onto the steel, and it cuts her hand. It's it's visually gruesome. And, uh, yeah, but grabbing onto the steel with the cut hand, not, not working. She flies out. Well, just as she flies out, Wizard says, you cast some spell that says fly, but you, you can't tell for sure if he gets it off, because there's a throat, or a throat around his neck, uh, hand around his neck, that's, that's Ruby's, and, uh, yeah, well, she fucking throws him out of a plane, too. Uh, as he's falling down, he realizes, oh, shit, Vegas, and this is the magic down below, and he falls, and he's falling, and he's falling, and he doesn't have magic, he's gonna die. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he has no idea where the magic would be in this town, so it's not like he could absorb it as he's falling, because, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't understand why magic and shit, at least in Vegas. Well, bird catches him, but this bird is fucking Ruby. She's there to essentially just torture him. She catches him right before he hits the ground, says, you're not going out that easy, motherfucker. And, uh, yeah, we get a little bit more of a, you know, back and forth between the two, and then another giant bird shows up. It's wearing a service animal vest. <laughs> it's fucking Margaret. Goddamn right. It's Margaret, and she's in bird form. That spell did work, and uh, her jumping in and causing the bird fight allows Wiz to escape for just a moment. And when he escapes, he goes into the first building he sees. You're in Vegas. It's going to be a casino. And I'll be damned if it is not the saddest fucking sight. Ugh, just like every casino ever. And he goes up to some lady, and she's decrepit and fucking withered at a slot machine and she's you know half a pack of cigarettes fuck i mean she's it's in the ashtray she's gross she's gross uh gamblers am i right so i have a history in casinos that was my former profession in there so this this particular panel really struck home with me because uh the dialogue that takes place here is you know the wizard goes up to this lady sitting and withering away at a fucking slot machine and says well, well you know anything about some magic here and she's magic i've been sitting here for 11 hours of you know half my social security's gone and i'm still doing this tell me that's not magic uh, and then he goes to a craps table, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you just gotta, you know, fucking, who gives a shit about the rules? Just lay your number down and let Lady Luck take, make it, blah, blah, blah. So it's a bunch of people believing, essentially, and that's, you know, what magic is in Earth. Belief. Um, and that just goes to show, uh, <laughs> I, I, I see what you're getting at there, Mr. Charles Soul. I, I wonder if you two have a history with casinos of some sort or a grudge to hold because the message that I'm gathering out of this is uh, uh, magic ain't real and neither is winning at casinos. So, bleh. Don't do it, folks. Don't do it. There is a subtle message there. Gambling is uh, silly. So, uh, yeah. They, uh, or at least gambling at casinos. <laughs> 
So yeah, they uh, fucking he, he realizes the magic and he powers up and he runs back outside and um you know it's it's not looking great for Margaret you know especially you know but the thing is is that Margaret doesn't get killed once Ruby finds out that it's Margaret and then as Wiz shows up he says where's Margaret and she's like yeah she doesn't have to she's free of your fucking ways and blah 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 so you realize at this point that Ruby just doesn't have ties with Wiz has ties with Margaret as well. Well, right as you're realizing this, we cut back to a scene where you see Ruby and Wiz in each other's arms holding a little baby, and they say, let's call it Margaret. That was the sound of my fucking uh, brain uh, wheezing away, the little bit of air that's left in there. Uh, (laughs) Fucking, that was, uh, holy shit. So Margaret isn't just a magical koala that can turn into a fucking hawk. Uh, well, I guess Wiz turned her into a hawk. It's the baby of these two, the child, presumably, presumably, that's what it seems like. But they go back and forth, and they're fighting, and, you know, Ruby, she uses the the fountains that, you know, turns them into fire, and fucking, uh, you know, they're grappling Wiz, and then meanwhile, he, you know, the replica Eiffel Tower that's in Vegas, he turns it into a being of some sort, and you got the fucking Eiffel Tower fighting near her, and it's a whole goddamn uh, comedy of error, and it, it, I love it, I love it, I love it so much, and uh, yeah, so uh, eventually, Wiz's power's drained, and he's standing there, he says, alright, the only way you're gonna beat me is to just kill me, so just fucking do it now, like, I've got nothing left, so if you're gonna do this for Sazaji, just fucking do it. And she says, I'm not doing it for Sazaji. I'm doing it for me. And he goes like, ah. Okay, no, that makes sense. I get that. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, so his whole angle was, you know, convince her that Sazaji's a prick and she doesn't have to be doing that. And really, he's realizing that Sazaji was just her means to be able to get at him. Because she's been wanting to get at him for some time now. Now, the reason for their departure is yet to be determined. Um, but, yeah, he's standing there and says, you know, fucking mercy kill, bitch. And she says, I'm not gonna, once again, I'm not going to make it that easy. I, I'm not doing it like this. And then Sazaji looks from beyond and he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck, bitch? You didn't, uh, you didn't do your job? You kill him right there. Just fucking do it. And he gets pissed off and he cuts his little weird... Uh, ropey intestinal looking cord thingy that you know we had seen previous back to when he was doing spells and shit on Wiz. So, whatever that's his means of magic, he like cuts umbilical cords or something. I don't know, but he cuts her umbilical cord metaphorically, and uh, she is now magicless herself. And that's yeah, he, he's fucking uh, Sazaji's pissed and yeah, he's storming off and brainstorming and whatnot. Wiz. Tells Ruby, look, this is what you get when you fuck with him. He takes away your magic. But with our powers combined, I could show you where to get some magic in this motherfucker. Why don't you come hit the craps table, bitch? Well, I don't know. He doesn't say hit the craps table. Uh, but uh, the the fact is is that, yeah, um, she he has a means for her. She doesn't necessarily agree. She's steaming. Steaming mad. And that's the end of the fucking issue. That's the end of this entire volume. Holy shit. Ah, curse words, man. 
I loved it from beginning to end. Art never takes a step back. It only gets better as it goes subtly. It's not like it's a huge, you know, huge changes or anything like that. But you can tell that Ryan Brown's really, really having a lot of fun with this. Let's put it that way. Same thing with Charles Soule. I know Charles Soule has a history of writing, you know, more serious stories for the most part. Uh, a lot of Marvel heroes, and then, of course, Star Wars. You know, there's not a whole lot of comedy written into Star Wars. But this book, he has this... Uh, it's balanced perfectly between comedy and drama, and uh, I, I'm and fantasy as well. But as far as tones go and moods, it's definitely comedy and drama. I love it so much. I, uh, I'm fully on board, fully subscribed. Like I've said before, th pretty much every chapter I think I've said this, but... Um, yeah, can confirm this is, this is one of my favorite things that I'm reading right now. I'm hooked. Uh, now, with all that being said, I like to remind you to support this podcast. Support this podcast by jumping on Patreon. Patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Several tiers to choose from. No matter what tier you choose, I'm going to be sending you out stickers. Just show me your address and boom. But there's several tiers ranging in price and you get a fucking bam. Uh, essentially become a producer of this show. Um, now, also leave reviews. Uh, Apple podcast reviews are massive. Uh, also, uh, Podchaser. Podchaser is doing this amazing thing right now. If you're not aware of Podchaser, it's essentially the IMDB of podcasts, but go to podchaser.com and leave all of the reviews on all the podcasts you can, but first stop is Cheers to Comics, obviously. Now, the reason why I'm urging Podchasers so heavily right now is for a limited amount of time, they are donating 25 cents per episode review, review of any kind. You can review every episode. Leave a review, and Podchasers donating 25 cents to Meals on Wheels. Kicker is, uh, if I, Brian Wayne of the Cheers to Comics podcast, reply to that uh, comment, then they're matching it another 25 cents. So, uh, essentially, 50 cent re per review. So listen to the, all the episodes that you can, leave all of the reviews that you can, and we will uh, do a little bit of good. And it does wonders for this podcast as well. I can't tell you how much I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to leave those reviews and jump on Patreon. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, you fuckers, wash your hands, read responsibly. Cheers, a fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts.